Welcome to the Afterwatch. We are watching ReZero, Starting Life in Another World. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. That's right. And we are here starting a new series for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. I really enjoyed the show. I came to it late, actually. I don't know about you, Brian, but uh, this is uh, something new that I just uh, started up and, and I'm really liking it. And I, I can't wait to hear what your thoughts as well. Yeah, um, I definitely uh, been meaning to watch this one. Uh, I like some other isekai stuff, so I'm excited to actually have time to to go and watch this one, which is supposed to be pretty great. Yeah, yeah, it 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 really is too, but it's not what I thought it was at all. You know, from uh, you know, just on the outside, I always see the little you know rom and and rem dolls, <laughs> and and I just figured it was some kind of harem or something. I didn't know what it was. Oh, <laughs> but it's I- definitely not that. Um, anyway, before we get into it, I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, things you'd like us to bring up here on the show, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And then, of course, if you would like to give us any kind words, we appreciate hearing from you or getting a review over there on the Apple Podcasts or Audible. All right. Well, starting in on this show, and I guess we're just probably just going to call it ReZero from here on out. <laughs> just, yeah, that's definitely a good plan for brevity's sake. Uh, so I don't know if you you know this is of course now it's a huge franchise with novels and and manga, anime, games, and everything. It started as a web novel back in 2012 on the on the website Naro. Are you familiar with this? Uh, I am not. It does remind me that that's starting to become more of a thing with the Korean manhwas. And the oh, yes, those. definitely. So I'm glad that they're coming from all places, light novels, manga, and uh, that website you mentioned. So this is one of the bigger ones over there. Uh, there's a longer name for it, but it's it's all user-generated web novels. And sometimes if they're good enough and they have enough, you know, <laughs> a big of enough following, then they get recognized and they and they live on outside of that. And oh, this is cool. definitely one that was. It was picked up, I think, just a year later. Somebody from an editor from Bunko, I guess, MF Bunko is where they started doing the light novels, heard about this, heard about the, what is it called? Return by Death, that whole gimmick. Hmm. And uh, and so was interested and then brought them on board. Of course, they had to adapt it and change it for the whole light novel aspect and, and to to kind of rein it in. I think the original web novels and stuff were much more world building. There's a lot more of that up front. And I don't think you get that as much. I think this, at least the first part of this uh, season, the anime and then the manga and everything is very plot driven. Yeah, for sure. I I really liked how they did it. I'm surprised that there's more world building in the... Uh, original source than in this because it yeah feels, yeah it's pretty good already i guess i guess i see what you're saying there's some things i wish i knew more about and i'm kind of hoping that they touch on it um but yeah but i don't I, want to spoil anything yet yeah <laughs> i know because that's the thing with this show it a lot of there's not a lot of exposition at any point especially in these first couple episodes and so you're constantly on the shaky ground where you're getting shocked by one thing after another or i guess if you're you're kind of living it through uh subaru's eyes yeah yeah, um, yeah, I definitely like that aspect, especially for this style of anime where you want to get pulled into that world. And you don't know what's going on. And I think it adds so much flavor to they don't well, know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different isekais and they usually follow a certain structure. It's this show does not do that, <laughs> you know, yeah. where it's like they arrive in the world. They go sign up for some dungeons. <laughs> they get a crew together and then they start doing those dungeons oh, and man. then a boss. You know, that's a lot of them. For sure. Uh, Konosuba is hilarious parodying that. Well, jo- yeah. Jobless Reincarnation does it a little different, but I that definitely is the feel. And I'm I, again, I'm I'm happy so far from what I've seen that they don't do that. And it's like, oh, man, this is probably more like if I fell into a world, this is what I would do. Like, I'd be pretty screwed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love I just love that he keeps the tracksuit. <laughs> he just keeps the tracksuit. I love that. Yeah, um, I definitely have some comments about that later. <laughs> The studio that's doing the animation for the anime is White Fox. They're also known, I think their other biggest things would be Steinsgate and Goblin Slayer. They oh, do a wow. bunch of different stuff, but they're known for mostly for Steinsgate and this ReZero. I guess we can just start getting into it. So the beginning of this is a very tense <laughs> kind of, I, I don't know. It's it, you're 
you're kind of getting these cross uh two different things going on you're getting um these definitely what very dimly lit anguish kind of screams <laughs> it's almost like people are dying uh up against uh subaru natsuki we meet this guy he's just shopping in a convenience store yep i i half expected the start to be like he gets hit by a car or that opening scene like you're right. talking about the other shows where oh you know you gotta show that the character's stuck indoors and not doing anything and then he walks out he goes and saves someone and he gets hit by a car but in this it's it's interesting that um it's a little bit more of a subtle transition. Like you hear that stuff and you infer it. And then he's mm -hmm. just, he's just there. Um, yeah. Cause he's what just inside that convenience store reading manga, I guess, looking through different things. He buys some uh, cup of noodles or whatever it is <laughs> and he goes to pay for it. But the entire time he's almost hearing things. This, you know, whatever is it's like a counterpoint, you know, these, uh, the things that are going on in the background that you, we're seeing, it's almost like he's kind of hearing that in the back of his head. And we don't know where that's coming from or what it is. Yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I kind of glossed over that whole intro part. And it's just like, okay, I want to get to the part where he's in the new place. And I kind of felt like I started from there. And I mm -hmm. forgot that that transition, I I have no idea if I wanted to make a crazy guess. But like, does, does that mean that he was summoned because he didn't do the traditional immediately die? Or did he die and we just didn't see it? So now that you mentioned it, I, I guess it could go anywhere with that. That's Yeah, I don't have the answer for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I that seems way too far for me to guess. But now that you mentioned it, if they wrap around to it, that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. Well, we'll see where it goes. This is one of the few series I'll say right up front that I don't know where it's going. I kind of like that just based on the aspects and all the all the different twists that we're going to come across. I kind of like guessing. I've seen a handful of episodes, didn't read the manga uh, for context as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so and I take notes as I go. So mm -hmm. If I, I have guesses that definitely didn't come true. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I I wonder where some of this is going, but uh, uh, I hope that you guys, the listeners, are going to come along with us for this ride and, and just we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I don't know what it is that summons him, if anything summons him, but he just is hearing all this stuff. Even when he goes outside and we kind of get the pan away where the, there's a convenience store and then this city around him, but everything else is kind of dark. It's only the the convenience store that's lit up after he's hearing this, these sounds off in the corner, looking around, not sure where they're coming from. He, he kind of blinks and then suddenly he's in a different, you know, town or different world. Who knows? So one, it goes from night to day. So yeah, I don't, I'm not going to read too much into that, but I would definitely be immediately shocked. Uh, the one thing though, is if something like that happens and it's so big of a change, uh, it just, it's either I'm hallucinating or something like this happened since we know the genre or have some context to guess. It's like, yeah, okay, well, well, I'm somewhere else now. Like, that's the first thought. I, I don't I can't I wouldn't be thinking anything I mean, besides that. He's kind of in on the on the thing, too, because he immediately thinks that he's been summoned to a world. He's obviously watched other isekai. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love he's that about expecting, his character. Yeah, he's expecting magic powers and and all, you know, different quests to start coming up, you know? Yep. And that, that part I don't like. I do like that he knows. It makes it, okay, let's skip the part. And we're like, I don't want a whole episode of, I don't know where I am, what's going on. Be like, no, no, come on. Yeah, a, a fish little, out of water. Yeah, get get a little bit of, you know, bonus for being an intelligent person and, and how quickly you can figure things out. And he does consistently do things like that, which I like. Like, okay, let's figure things out. Um, one of my favorite things right in the beginning that stood out is he sees the sign and he's like, I can't read this. And it just, it's a nice piece of world building. Like you're pulled in and it's like, sure, but you're really lucky that you can even talk verbally and understand people. That's true. There is that disconnect there where he can understand them and he's talking about differences within things. But yeah, he does really quickly believe that he's actually in this world i mean he tries to negotiate through the world in different ways i th what he goes into some demi-human bar oh. gets kicked out he accidentally goes into a woman's restroom i think at one point he gets, is that what it looked like yeah he gets cat slapped and i i was expecting his face to get torn off but he he gets he gets off easy with just a small furry uh paw print instead of you know razor like cat claws tearing his face off right now I think there is a moment, you know, we, we can keep going with Subaru, but I think we should take a step back because as soon as Subaru realizes he's been summoned to another world or whatever he says, it cuts to a girl running across the rooftops 
she's laughing. She's got an insignia in her hand. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, what do you think? Is that just building up some kind of tension? Like, you know that that's going to come into play. Yeah, I, I think it, there's a strong sense of, you know, it's going to come into play. Uh, I wasn't really thinking too much about it because I want to know more about the world, but it does kind of pull you in in two different directions. So, like you mentioned, there's so much going on. He's trying to figure out the world, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really get time to because things are happening, right? He's trying to figure out what the demi-humans are. He's trying to put piece everything together, but everything in the world is still moving. Uh, and that's definitely a big piece of it with the insignia. I just thought, okay, someone stole something. I didn't. Re- I don't know why that one didn't pull me. That part didn't pull me to the point where I was thinking, what's what's going to happen with this? Like, if something happens, it's probably going to happen right now. It's probably going to show me. So I, I don't know. I didn't start making guesses as to what's going on there at the moment. Well, it does make a big difference with the story as we go through. But uh, yes, yeah, so cut back to Subaru, and he notices that this kid has fallen in the road, is about to be run over. And that's when he (laughs) imagines that his event path is just starting. This is where he learns magic. And he even does this whole pose where he expects magic to come out of his hand, like he's going to shoot it, like Iron Man, some kind of power out of there. And nothing Uh, happens. It was, ah, that was so funny. I I liked that and didn't like it. So I, I liked... I was like, okay, he can he can do that, and it, it looks so silly because it didn't work. But uh, I, I get his point. He's probably seen so many shows where that is exactly the case, right? You are the hero. You've got the superpower. You've got whatever it is, or you've been summoned. You have a grand purpose, um, mm-hmm. and he finds out very quickly in a funny way that he he doesn't. Nothing happens. Yeah. Well, honestly, if I was summoned to another world, I would be trying different things too. <laughs> it's true it's true no. you you just do it because if enough magic has made this happen what else you know <laughs> yeah all re- bets are off i think i should be a little less harsh to him now because you're you're <laughs> right when you phrase it that way it's a really good point this yeah. crazy thing happened it wouldn't be too much crazier to think that you can't right. use magic. that's a good like, point i always kind of there's there has to be it. magic involved i think even at the bare minimum yeah, something, there's some <laughs> magic involved. Oh, man, uh, I'm going to have to change my thinking now already. <laughs> okay, well, so, but of course that nothing happens and we see some knight run in and, and, and grab the kid away so the kid's not hurt. Um, yeah. We find out that this place is called Lagunica and uh, he steps up. This is where I think you're mentioning the language thing. He steps up to the shop that's selling appas. They call them appas, not apples, but they're obviously apples. Yeah, but his money doesn't work. We uh, we've seen there's a couple different uh, we saw like him pull a coin out, a lucky coin in the convenience store. There's money going on right here. The money will come back into play in a minute here, but um, his money doesn't work. But yeah, at least we do have the whole and I don't know why that would be like he can still talk. I guess it has to give you that much that he can talk to these people if he had to learn a language. We'd have to. Yeah, it'd take a while for the story to get going. It would be definitely a different kind of show. So I, I imagine that that was a deliberate decision to say, you, we got to start somewhere. We want to tell a certain story, and it's mm-hmm. not going to be from the beginning. Jabba's reincarnation uh, gets around this by the guy starting as a baby. Uh, not, not too much spoilers because that's the very beginning. But sure. Anyway, they start as a baby, so the language thing is like, okay, they solved it a different way. So I agree. This one is kind of a world building thing, but also, all right, we got to give him this so we can have Yeah, let's get to the point. We need to get to the point of the story. I think that there's, when you get bogged down, I think with too much world building, you, I don't know, you're not getting to the point. I think people want to see things happen, especially in this show. A lot happens in a short amount of time. Yep. And they squeeze in the world building. Uh, You had already mentioned the coin, which I forgot about. Those little things. I imagine that the ridged coin that he's talking about is kind of like a bicentennial quarter for us. Like when you're a kid, I don't know if you had the same experience. Sure. I had the coin. I'm like, oh, this one's special. It's got the drummer boy on the back. So I just always like those quarters. And and I, I wonder... If anybody knows the the culture or the or the currency there, if that's a thing, like is that ridged coin the same kind of like oh they printed it at some point it's not worth anymore but it's like a special thing it's like a two dollar bill it's not that special but it's kind of special to you as a as a kid or whatever yeah it's just something different and so you consider it lucky I think that's all it is yeah that's a good yeah so I, I like I like that they they add that in but so yeah after getting slapped. After going in the bar and the and the rest the wrong restroom, he ends up in the water, falling in the water. That's a little pratfall. I don't know. And then uh, 
once he's drawing off, he's really kind of upset. He's wondering, where's my main character setup and status bar? What's going on? Isn't this a game? It's supposed to be a game world, but it's not at all. And yeah. so he's just sitting in the alley trying to... He, I guess he's taking... He's seeing what he's got. And so he, he still has his bag of what he bought at the convenience store. Yeah, He still has his cell phone. <laughs> it still works. Yeah, I, I really, I, again, I, I love how smart he is and how quick he takes, uh, assesses the situation, right? right. He, he has an idea that, again, I, I should give him more credit for that he might have magic powers. But right. even, even if that bugged you a little bit. Um, uh, no, he, I he, mean. He assesses the stuff. Yeah, you, you, you convinced me otherwise. At first I was like, ah, well, no, it's lame. <laughs> but it's really funny. And I like uh, his, uh, his starting equipment. He checks out really quick and it's such bad starting equipment. Oh man. If you ever read those kind of things, like you're stranded on an Island, what would you bring? It's probably not a bag of chips and a cell phone with no cell phone tower in existence. So yeah. oh, it's, it was really funny that he just really starts with nothing. He doesn't seem to have power, but he's really going very quickly, like to figure out, all right, what's the situation here? It looks like there's, there's all these races. Uh, here's what I can do with the language. Here's what I can do with what I have. And he's just really quick at trying to piece it together fast, which I, I yeah. Love. And one other thing about him, he didn't seem like a lot of these, I don't know. He has the track suit, which I've seen in other shows, but, <laughs> but uh, he's not really the awkward shy type either. He's very much a go-getter. Oh yeah, that's true. Yep. Anyway. We'll get we'll keep going with this. So these guys show up in that alley while he's just sitting there with his cell phone and they're there to shake him down. They're basically there to rob him. He thinks it's another event. <laughs> and so he's waiting for someone to come in and save him. And maybe this is the time when the cute girl does. And that's when we see that girl who's running before with the insignia. She comes running past. And he's like, oh, it's the girl who summoned me. She's like, what? And she just keeps running. That was that was pretty good. His he's gonna he, he is disappointed so much throughout this show so far it seems, but uh, he just keeps going. But that was a really funny look of just another expectation of his dash. I, this might be a theme. <laughs> it just has well, this expectation of um, is this the, is this the part where I get magic? Is this the part where the girl saves me? And he's just like mm, yeah. wah wah. But then he starts punching all those guys. He's like, he's trying to get his powers, I guess, whatever powers he thinks he's going to have. He's trying to get them to kick in. So he starts punching <laughs> some of the some of those ruffians, I guess, that meet him in the alley. And uh, but immediately caves as soon as one of the guys brings knives out. <laughs> yeah, he hits the other two much harder than I thought at first. I was like, wow, maybe he's that's what bright. I'm saying. He's kind of a go getter. He's kind of yeah, he's not. Uh, backing down at any point except for when the knives come out and i think that's a little smart he's like okay hold on step back yep <laughs> i don't have anything to ward against these knives that's definitely one of his powers is that he's he's smart and like you said he's a go-getter he seems to try to choose a course of action and, and go for it which is very powerful so you're but... gonna end up in another world and you don't have anything well you're bringing knowledge of the other world which everybody wants to you know, I would I wouldn't be Dr. Stone if I go to a new world. I'm not going to be making crazy stuff, but you would hope that your intelligence of knowing all the things, you know, would come in useful. And I think this is how he does it. He's yeah, smart. He's, just... he's quick. And like you said, he's a go getter. He like, let's take action. Let's do something. OK, that didn't work. What's the next thing? Yeah, but it gets a beat down at this point because <laughs> he takes a lot of punishing. I thought I mean, he was not gonna... just now, but I thought he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's when the girl does stop him. And uh, we don't know who she is yet, but she kind of says, that's enough. And it's this white haired girl in a nice, like, uh, I don't know, very proper looking dress, the whole get up. And uh, she not only stops them, but when they don't really uh, listen, she hits them with these, what, ice missiles? <laughs> it's some kind of magic. Yeah, definitely seems like ice. Um and and uh, I, this brings me back to what you had said, where at first I was like, oh, he keeps thinking that he's summoned. But uh, I think you're right, especially when he sees magic again. It's like, and she's pretty much dressed like a priest, I guess, if I had to pick a class. But not only does she hit them with magic, but then she has a <laughs> spirit animal, Puck, come out. And once the guys see that, they're like, OK, we're <laughs> this is out of our league. And they kind of take off. Yeah, she definitely feels special. Right. The, the thief girl's fast and she has moves and kicks off the wall because that happened right right before that. Right. So you're like, right. right that's, the, yeah, that's the, not that doesn't seem normal. That's not regular ruffian level. And then this one is like, OK, that's like level plus one. She's got she's a, a magic user. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she 
actually kind of turns on Subaru, like thinking, uh, calling him out like he's guilty of something else because she's not actually there to save him. She just stopped him getting beat up. She's really on the trail of that other girl. Yeah, it's a weird mix of nice and not nice. (laughs) She starts asking him about the whole insignia thing. You know, he hasn't seen that, so he doesn't know that that other girl had that. We know she does. But uh, she's getting really mad. He thinks she's even super cute, though, when she's mad. He's obviously smitten <laughs> from, from you know. Yeah. yeah. If he's not going to have magic or uh, physical super strength, uh, he at least wants um, the love interest to show up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it's got to be this girl. I think right away he's taken with her. And uh, he does faint out. And then when he comes back, he wakes up in a lap. And he's like, oh, what is going on? But it's in the Puck's lap. <laughs> Puck I... actually grows to be uh, large. Large enough that he can rest, uh, Subaru's head can rest on his lap. Yeah, that was definitely unexpected. I thought they would do the regular trope of, uh, you know, the, in the, the girl's lap. Yeah, yeah. But she not only helped him there and stayed with him until he woke up, but she healed him as well. And she says she did it for info. And, you know, what info is it? It's the info, you know, about this insignia. And what do you know? He knows nothing. She goes, well, I guess that's info. (laughs) Definitely wants to get something out of it. And she makes it very clear. So that's one thing that they're, I guess, kind of alike. He's pretty straightforward so far. He knows what he's trying to do. He knows what he's trying to figure out. Um, She also seems straightforward, I guess. I think it's just that... uh... He feels that she's being nice, but not admitting to it. And he's wondering why she's being nice to him. Is it just because she's nice? I think at one point he thinks that she's wasting her life because she should be going after that person that stole her property. But no, she's taking the time to be with him and help him. And then right after that, she stops in the middle of that mission that they're going to go try to find that girl again. They get stopped again by uh, a lost kid, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess there's there's more to it, though, because he's following her, <laughs> you know, in the whole thing. And he wants to help her. He even goes as far as saying, let me just do I want to do at least one good deed per day. And my one good deed is going to be helping you. Yeah, it's pretty clever. He's trying, you know, he's in a new world. He's got really bad starting equipment. Uh, yeah. Things aren't really working out the way he thinks. So I, I really like that he's trying to be smart and make himself useful. Uh, and that, I think, strikes a chord with um this person that he doesn't know yet of yeah yeah trying to be nice he's trying to trying to do something i do also think it's kind of funny that puck says well at least he's another shield between you and the the other people yeah puck (laughs) is savage (laughs) she does say that uh his hands and his muscles they don't look like they're worker hands like he's he's not a peasant and then she gives her name as satella And even Puck seems worried by the fact that she did that, (laughs) you know, so we know that there's something a little wrong with that whole what, you know, Satella thing. Yeah. When, when that happened, uh, my thought was, I was trying to think of why did Puck, uh, say what he did? And I thought maybe, okay, well, does he mean that it's a bad choice that she shouldn't give her name to Subaru at all? I I wasn't really sure why, what was up with that? Yeah. Maybe she just doesn't trust him, so she didn't want him to know who she really was. All that stuff. Yeah, my my guess, which uh, I, I don't think turned out to be right exactly, was like, okay, well, you shouldn't tell your name to this person because whatever this priestly Satella is, is just higher class or different. It's a magic user. It's a spirit. Obviously, it's come, it comes off as special. Uh, yeah. So giving the name to this pleb in a uh, tracksuit <laughs> that is just right. really odd. Just like, what are you doing? And I, I thought that too. Like, why are you, you bring him to the castle? I'm like, he's lucky because there's no reason for somebody, if they really are at a higher echelon of society, to really do anything with him. So kind of lucked out. And now it's it's a little weird. And I thought Puck was drawing drawing attention to that, but uh, I I was I think I was wrong. But we'll see where it goes. I mean, it, we find out pretty quick, but. Uh... Yeah, this is when they find the lost child. Uh, at first, the girl approaches, Satella, I guess we'll call her, uh, approaches the little lost kid. and uh, But the girl is still scared. The little kid is still scared. And it takes uh, Subaru's coin trick with that coin that we saw before to win her over. It immediately turns the whole situation around and suddenly 
little kids laughing and they're walking along like he he compares them to a young married couple walking with a kid <laughs> yeah he probably liked that yeah although <laughs> uh the Satella says something about, oh, I, it's more like you're the kid's older brother. <laughs> he doesn't really like, he wants to be, he wants to set himself as, this is the girl, this is my love interest in this, whatever this storyline is that I got sucked into. He really wants to align himself with this girl. Yep. Uh, anyway, they find <laughs> the mom and, you know, he, fi- he figures out, okay, we finished that side quest uh, and now we can go do, you know, the main mission. And she even questions him at this point, like, uh, well, that's your one good deed. It's over. So you don't have to keep helping me. But he, he still wants to. And this is when she kind of we see her that uh, her I don't know what you call it, emotional state. She's a little she gets a little worried, a little shy because she starts talking about how she's a half elf. And in, in other words, that that's kind of something that's not uh, what thought of as, as good. Yeah, it definitely comes off as she's a little a worried about that. Yeah, it's supposed to be taboo for one reason or another. Um, Even though we can see her ears. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice the ears until. Oh, really? You had mentioned it earlier. I when yeah. I was watching through it, I did not notice until they mentioned it there. Um, uh-huh. I definitely would have the same thing because it, it depends what books you read, I guess. Right? Maybe. For us, elves are like, oh, cool. They're like, there's high elves and they're magical and and good. okay. I'm sure there are other books and novels where elves are very, very evil. <laughs> but I'm more used to the anime style where those are the cool ones. You definitely want yeah. an elf. Yeah. He, though, uh, thinks it's so cute that no wonder you're so cute. And she's actually shocked and uh, what? A little shy about it. She kind of turns around and, and crouches down. Puck goes for his face with a little punch, but it's 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 a soft punch. It's a attaboy. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so tingly inside. It's something he says something like that. Like, oh, good job. Oh, um, I didn't take it as that. That's really clever. I like the attaboy. You know, you know what I'm saying? It, it's, oh, for sure. It feels it feels like that was a good thing to say because she was feeling um. Um, maybe self-conscious or unsure yeah for yeah. one reason or another yeah definitely self-conscious uh a little worried about the whole situation and he's almost reassuring or even kind of playing it like uh it's not a weakness it's a strength uh it's definitely uh we we see that but he's very i don't know i feel like most of the time he's pretty positive <laughs> even yeah. with all the stuff that's going <laughs> that's happening and is going to happen i definitely think that that's what is keeping him i i said i said sane? lucky yeah i said lucky oh for sure sane and alive the, the fact that he's trying to be positive and keep moving forward is is definitely a plus but i think that's why she hasn't abandoned him left him you know to die or healed him and ran off is the more and more these little interactions of him just uh being Genuinely yeah, trying kind. to help. Yeah, she's yeah. genuinely kind. The, the coin thing you had mentioned with the trick. She's like, oh, that's usually a way to, I feel like it's like building the character that it's a good person. If someone's good with kids, it's usually a quick way to identify right. they're a good person. Like genuinely good. Kids are famous for like, you know, they see the truth. If someone, if they're uh-huh. hiding from someone they've never seen, you're like, oh, that's the bad guy, right? But it's the opposite with him. He is good with the kids. Just like if you're you're good with animals, he's good with Puck. That's true. It's like this guy is, is genuine. She's definitely drawn to that for, for some reason. Uh, whatever mm, she's well, worried about, maybe. I don't know. She's kind of trying to be that way, although she comes off very hesitant or something. Well, I think that she has a couple things going on, and maybe they're a little similar, but she has one thing she wants to do, or, you know, right now her mission is to get back that insignia. We don't know why, but she keeps getting sidetracked by all the things that people need. She still wants to help people, and so she keeps putting her own uh needs aside for to help others and that's definitely a good thing and so it draws us to her character as well but he does bring up that she's gonna go nowhere in her life and waste it i guess if she's never thinking about her own you know what she needs oh that's a good point i was about to ask you um what do you because we're talking about what we like about the characters but if they have character flaws right now i wanted to Mm -hmm. ask what do you think that their character flaws would be yeah, it's true because um, a lot of times, what the main hero in these things start out really selfish, and he's not really there. Uh, we don't see uh, Subaru as selfish really at all. I mean, in some ways, he's trying to figure out and maybe bring some control to the situation, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. as much as possible, or at least keep his head above water. I feel like it's 
it's that level. Like he has nothing. For, oh, definitely. It could be a very scary situation and he almost got jumped and killed. So, uh... yeah. And honestly, we don't hear him complaining. He's not worried about where he's staying, the what food he's eating. He's literally just trying to find the positive in all this stuff. Anyway, we'll keep going because I think that as we get further and further, we find out uh, why. And I think a lot of that is just him really pushing himself to to figure this whole thing out like he's letting everything else go by the wayside right now while he tries to establish himself in this world that's why he's trying to keep that's why he's a go-getter because if if he just stays still he becomes victim to this situation and you know that's not a good place that's a good way to put it yeah anyway so let's go back to the scene of the crime is what he decides where that happened, where someone stole that insignia. And then from there, we can try to figure out why and maybe where this person's going, which takes them back to the Appa shop where that guy was, you know, saying, uh, you know, you don't have the money. We don't take that money. So you're broke. Well, turns out that uh, this girl, even though she looks like a princess, she has no money either. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but what they do have is a bit of luck because it turns out the person that they help that little kid and the mom show up it turns out that it's this guy's family this guy who runs this shop and so it actually their good deed of the day worked in their favor in this moment because uh he decides that he's actually going to help them and give them some info that they desperately need at this point yeah i really like that interaction because it it seems kind of like a small thing they, they would luck into it and it pushes the story forward so just that alone is good but I, I really like the idea that they are framing this place. Like, look, he almost gets jumped in broad daylight and killed. It's kind of like a rough and tumble town. This guy doesn't care about him unless he has money. She, yeah. does, she doesn't care about him unless it's for her own needs. And she just flat out says it. Um, and it kind of sets that tone of like, it's this is a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. And it's also yeah. at the same time showing like, hey, being good in this place, it might be kind of rare is why she's drawn to him. But mm-hmm. the fact that he turns around and he's good, it is in self-interest, right? They found the well, kid yeah, and helped him out, which is he's good for him. Trying to get himself and, you know, like ingratiating himself into their, <laughs> in some way he's trying to work himself into their storylines. So he has a place to, to exist, I think, in this world, because otherwise he's done. Right. What is he going to do with a cell phone and a cup of noodles? Nothing. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the jury could be out a little bit on like is it is it just helping himself? But that's why I like the the shop owner too is that you can say, "Oh, well, maybe he's really actually really nice, you know, he's got the family, he's got the kid." But so far from all the things, it's kind of there's a two sides to it, right? Like is it just self-serving mm-hmm. or is it not? Like, "Oh, he seems really nice now." Like, yeah, but yeah. because you helped the kid. And like, "Oh, she seems really nice." Satella so does. Well, that's because she wanted information for him. And like you were saying, which I, I didn't consider before, was Subaru seems very nice. And it's like, yeah, some of these things he kind of just does because he feels it's right. So that's true, like a little extra mm-hmm. points to him. But to your point, exactly that. He's trying to survive. And right now, he's not going to force his way somewhere. He needs to help and, and do those sorts of things. But it definitely seems like a theme that they, they built up of. It, it could be either way. They, they could be could be good, could be yeah, bad. But I think, yeah, well... Honestly, it's just <laughs> the world <laughs> is kind of like this to a point, right? Mm-hmm. You you're you want to help others, but most of the time you end up having to take care of yourself. And then if you have a little bit of extra, you can give it that to other people. But you know what if I'm saying? You're, if you're good. Oh, no, for sure. I, I think I, I like that they touch on this in an isekai because I feel like if it's too fantasy-like and too like happy-go-lucky. You yeah, not grounded. Before. Yeah, and those are still fun to watch. I like, Don't get me wrong. I, I love them. You know, go to the inn, get some quests and, and slay monsters. Mm-hmm. That, that's really fun to watch the, that progress too. But I, I really like the, the feeling of this one is a little bit more realistic. When he punched the guy, he actually hurt his hand. And if you've ever done any kind of like fighting and things like that, <laughs> it's so real, right? Like I probably, my hand would probably shatter if I actually hit somebody Yeah, because right. I'm not trained. Um, if, and if I had to hit a bag, I'd probably need really heavy gloves to not hurt my hands. Like these little things of just, there's a reality of it's not it's not black and white and I, I really like the world building of that so far and how quickly they did it this is only one episode already and it really feels like there's a lot of reason to think one thing or another at the same time and they could mm-hmm. both be true so to keep going this guy then gives them the info uh that it probably is felt felt being the little girl 
that took the insignia and she lives out in the slums. So they need to go outside of the town out into it's a very rundown area. You you see and even there's even some commentary within this about how even in this world there are the haves and the have nots. Yep. It, it definitely sets a stage of you got this really nice uh, almost starting town <laughs> for lack right. of a better term. And uh-huh. she's from this castle and she doesn't have money, but she seems to get along fine and summoning and magic. And uh-huh. then there's the other half of getting stabbed in broad daylight if you fight the wrong people. And now you're in the slums. You're like, OK, there's definitely a lot going on and to this that he still needs to figure out. Yeah, it's definitely not a Star Wars one type of world thing. It's it's uh, more like. More like a real world, how things would go. There's examples of all different kinds of uh, people here. Mm-hmm. Puck starts to fade away due to, I guess he's running out of power. Um, I do like the fact that once they're alone and he's walking with her through, it's getting darker. It's like evening. They're walking across this bridge. He starts thinking, oh, this is kind of like a date. I'm walking with a girl. And <laughs> she even says, hey, don't get any pervy ideas. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I like the fan service of that. That that part is like, okay, all right. Yeah, I think it acknowledges the fan service. Yeah. You know, things that I thought this show might actually be. It acknowledges that you probably thought this was going this way. It's not. <laughs> that yeah, that's a good way to handle it then. That's a that's that's a fair point. As far as as far as she's concerned, anyway, she does summon some more spirits. So even though Puck's gone, uh she does Take a moment to, I don't know, pray, uh, whatever it is, like <laughs> summon something. And it's all these little glowing uh, balls of energy or something around them. Oh, uh, I thought that was like a Sailor Moon dispersion type thing. And that's just Puck going away or. Well, there was that. Oh, but then there was the other thing where they where she stopped and she was summoning more spirits hmm. right before they get to Old Man Rom's place. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, that guy's cool. But what's what's weird is that, uh, yeah, he they're talking about they need to bargain for the stolen items. And Subaru is actually willing to take point. I think he wants to really prove himself to this girl. He wants to prove that he's valuable as part of the team or whatever he wants to he wants to think that they are. But he also probably wants to, I don't know, maybe look alpha to her. You know, he's obviously still attracted to this girl. So he wants to prove his worth. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's a carryover of his. He wants to to be in charge. He wants to be. He wants to take charge of his life and make choices. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I do agree that there's probably a bit of you know the girls here, um, the bravado. Yeah. Oh, okay. So right before this, uh, speaking of bravado, I questioned his choice of. He sticks out like a sore thumb in a tracksuit and he's in the slums. He almost died. And now he's asking randomly where this thief is. I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's the safest thing or if someone's going to tell you the truth. Right. Uh, and then um, he knocks on the door and like he's like the loot house right before he meets them. And is like, there's no lights on. This isn't a good part of town. And he just walks in. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? Is this the choice mm-hmm. you want to make? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, do you wait, think no. that maybe his go-getting attitude might be? I might give be giving him too much credit. Maybe he's just thinking he's playing a game. And <laughs> yes, I, I think that I think that that's a good thing to keep in mind. I think like we shouldn't take away from the fact that he is doing this, and it's it's good that he's doing it. It's good that he's taking the initiative. But part of yeah. it is is this being uh to what you said? I, I think that's really is this actually reality that he has to worry about if something goes wrong? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But although when he got in that fight, he did feel the the hurt. And when they beat him down, he was definitely beat up. Yeah. So he knows that it's real feeling. So is is it um is it really his character? Is it really his initiative? Or is it still banking on I am the protagonist? So that that right. is that is interesting. Um to see if he can keep this attitude. Because I'd like him to stay that way. Drives the mm-hmm. story quickly. It's a it's really positive trait to just mm-hmm you know, gun through, maybe not uh, knock on a door that's, you know, in the middle of the night of something that you actually think thieves live there. But, you know, that to the other points, he keeps going and doing stuff, which is great. But uh, what if he doesn't think he's a protagonist anymore? Would he still do that? I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how the story shapes up. But he does go into that dark shack, that loot house, <laughs> and immediately steps in some liquid, something, st- it's blood. <laughs> and then he sees a man's corpse. He hears a woman's voice. And then uh, realizes that he's kind of stepped into a trap and he's stabbed. Yeah, 
That uh, definitely surprised me. I didn't because it happened so quick. He pulls away, but he he realizes that he's he's stabbed. He's gushing blood, and then the girl, you know, he left her outside, but she comes in. He's trying to yell to her like, "Don't come in!" But she still does anyway, and immediately she falls <laughs> dead right beside him. Yeah, definitely doesn't seem like he's the protagonist at this point of some sort of super story or no. some grand story. So oh, it's, it's so good. It's so good to have that twist of this guy's not invincible. He's not going to win every fight. He doesn't just get a pass and plot armor for everything. And instead he dies and you're like, oh, wow. Well, yeah, it, but it's not just that he's dying because it's it's the the. The scene takes a little bit longer of him reaching for her and trying to hold her hand as they're both dying. It's it's a very uh, emotional moment of and it's actually the moment that we saw before that was kind of cut between, you know, him being at the, the convenience store. Oh, that's right. It's it's these moments of the, you know, really dark loot house and them uh, screaming and, and dying. So it's it's really weird. That that's what, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's to set the mood, the tense mood. But yeah, I just found it really shocking that this girl that you thought is like, oh, this is the main love interest and and everything's set up. She's so nice, helpful, and she's dead. <laughs> yeah, her, her dying too is definitely not uh, something I would have thought. Usually it's like, oh, the other characters are they're less involved yeah. than the main dude, but no, she, she right. gets it too I, because of him. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's almost even harder pill to swallow. You feel that more, I think, because in in some way you're expecting him to just be playing a game. <laughs> you know, you know, like he'll figure out a way. He's the main guy, so he'll figure out a way. This is still the episode one, but is she really dead? Yeah, that's it. Also, um, puts a lot more weight onto it, like you said, because his she died because of him and she, he mm -hmm. has to live with it and he even while dying he cares about it so it's a little mm -hmm. plus one to like okay that's definitely a tough time and he's still kind of worried that it's his fault and i don't yeah there's no way to tell like okay well at this point what's going to happen to her even if yeah. he makes it but suddenly there's all the you know, it goes to black whispers of different things and then he when it comes to he wakes up he's standing in front of that appa shop so and that guy's, you know, questioning him about not having money and basically, hey, you don't have any money. You don't need to do business here. And he's really what it's it's uh, he's very confused, <laughs> as you would be. Right. Everything's Rightly kind of so. the same as before, but his wound is gone. Seems familiar, but he's not sure. Uh, and uh, to your point, yeah, I would be really confused, too, and wonder, like, was did, did all that happen? Is like, well, what's going on? Um I mean, as the watcher, it's kind of obvious that he's starting exactly over. But to him, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what if he's, what if this is the beginning and that was just some sort of hallucination? Because mm -hmm. being in this world is is confusing enough. So it, it could have just been a dream. It could have been anything. And he's not exactly sure yet. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, he doesn't really know what's going on. He does run into those three in the alley again. He calls it revenge for before, what happened before. And they don't understand what he's talking about. <laughs> Because it didn't actually happen yet. But he doesn't know that. And uh, yeah, I was hoping he'd figure it out faster. But I, I mm -hmm. guess, it, you know, sometimes you need to see a bunch of stuff before you. Yeah, you, you need to work it, it out because uh, I mean, it could be that he's just maybe he's got that feeling of, well, does he remember that he died at this point? It's the first time. I think he does because but he's not immediately thinking about it because he remembers that he obviously remembers the people jumping him he remembers that he's looking for the girl so he has an idea of who she is uh mm -hmm. he sees the i think did, did he see the cart at this point or maybe they skipped over it but um basically between the apple and the three guys he remembers enough that i would assume he also remembers dying yeah because he goes to the shack the loot house and uh he goes there early to hopefully you know keep stuff from happening you know, the girl dying and whatnot, right? And uh, he goes in there and recognizes the guy that was the corpse, and it's the old man, uh, Rom. Yeah, that was an interesting choice, um, I guess, building on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whenever I, I watch this, I kind of feel like, oh, what would I do in that situation? And it's like, okay, if I reset, it kind of felt like that was the wrong path of a choose-your-own-adventure. But he still decides to go to that loot house. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I would go there. I, I have nothing. That's the mm -hmm. slums. Maybe I try to get in good with somebody who's more powerful. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have chosen to do that myself, but uh, that's very brave of him. 
uh, like you mentioned, he's got this bravado, but even after dying, whether he remembers exactly or not, but he definitely felt it, he still chooses to go try to be helpful. It's good for him. And he's still questioning everything, too, when he's talking to the old man. Uh, he, he even brings up, you didn't happen to die recently, did you? <laughs> <laughs> the guy thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's when he's like, did it, was it all just a dream? Like, he doesn't understand what's going on yet, but he's understanding that he's reliving this in some way. Like, it could be many different things at this point. It could be Final Destination, where he it was some premonition before, and now he's trying to actually live it and can he do it right now knowing what's going to happen you know it could be any number of things yeah. this is a fantasy world with magic yeah that's true uh he's definitely trying to f- feel his way through yeah uh i do love that he starts talking about what he has to barter with he brings out the snacks and the guy just starts eating the chips anyway like here's the chips that i can barter with but he's he's already through them. He's already finishing uh, them off. That that that's like half his stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, like, he's screwed. <laughs> I don't know what you plan on trading now because he's eating them. <laughs> oh yeah. And speaking of the trading thing, um, I was so surprised. Uh, I, I really liked that he found a way to make the phone valuable, even though it doesn't have to us. I I, I think like oh, it doesn't have signal. He's not going to be able to do much. But the fact, right. Oh, so good. That was really really clever. Um, yeah. Given the context we, and how quickly he could show value of like, this is a really valuable thing. So that's, yeah, that's totally thinking on his feet because the girl felt that we saw before running around, passing him and all that stuff shows up. He asks if she remembers him, but he she doesn't because that never happened <laughs> this time. And he wants to negotiate for the insignia that she stole. Uh, she doesn't even like hide that she stole it. She, <laughs> you know. Uh, but he, he doesn't have any money, but he does have the cell phone and he takes their picture. That's the thing that he does. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who call it Amitia at first. And so he just kind of grabs onto that and just calls it that from then on. Because at first he calls it a cell phone. But now it's a, what, Amitia is some kind of device that allows non-magic users to do magic. Yeah, it sounds like a magic item, kind of like a D&D scroll right. or wand or something. Just something random. Yeah. So how much was the other person going to be paying for that insignia? 10 holy coins and they're already set to meet there but they think that what the old man thinks that he could he uh his meteor was probably worth at least 20 so he really wants to make this deal happen quickly (laughs) yeah that's definitely uh, a good a good plan i i Mm. guess depending on the value if you're a thief like and this comes into play like immediately at this point was that you're hired by someone to do something it's like are you really gonna just I don't know. I guess it depends how how structured are their thieves. How organ yeah, well, how organized is this crime? Yeah. How much of a mercenary are you? Yeah. Versus yeah. Also, like, what is the what is the power play going on here? How much do they know about the other person? And if you renege on the deal, what are they going to do? I think there's a lot going on that we we see little. Uh, you know, we we see things at play, but we don't get too much as of yet. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't actually think about the level of organization. Um, I think the hierarchy ness. I don't. I wonder if it's just an anime thing in general because of uh, Japanese culture and stuff, and the levels of hierarchy, or if they just did it because well, felt lives there. Um, yeah. So you can't really renege. But if you were more of a wandering mercenary, it'd be maybe less of an issue right. or if it's a quality or if it's a personal quality thing of like oh no i, I should honor my my contracts so exactly. I, I wonder i yeah i really wonder which one it is anyway we see a lady come in and she's already questioning who's who are these other people who's this young man oh he's a rival well it's a good thing that her client because i guess it, we find out that she's just the uh the in-between right uh, her client sent extra coins to buy that insignia and uh Rom, the old man, is still saying that the boy wins because his Mitya is worth more. <laughs> it's really funny, too, because uh, Subaru at this point lets out this big, like, victory yell, like, putting his hand up. <laughs> the lady says, well, that's too bad. It's my employer's fault for underpaying. Yeah, and he, then, he almost, uh, I don't know, So it almost was okay. <laughs> it almost was okay because it feels like she's about to leave. And then in parting, she kind of says, oh, by the way, what was your you know what were you going to do with that insignia anyway and he says i'm gonna return it to the owner and suddenly everyone stops and you can tell that it was the wrong thing and he immediately realizes like it was the wrong thing to say just based on the looks 
that everyone's giving. Yeah, and I, I have no guess when I was watching, because, you know, you can always try to extrapolate or just say, oh, I wonder uh-huh. I what I want to be true or what I hope is the reason. I just, I really don't know why I that would be a thing. I love this, though. It's, yeah, it's just really confusing. It was obviously important, but then I was like, oh, I really can't guess why. It could be anything at this point. It could be anything, but I just love the fact that you had no idea. So much of the time, any shows, not just anime, but any shows will tell you too much. And the show is not telling you anything. And so you had no idea that just this little off cuff, you know, like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, I'm just going to give it back to the person, (laughs) the owner, that it would be such a big deal. But it becomes a big deal because uh, Felt immediately tackles him to the ground and he realizes that it was uh, that they're dodging a strike, that the lady had actually gone to stab him and just barely missed. Uh, the old man comes at her with a club and felt, you know, yelling, there's no way he'll lose. But then he does. He's stabbed multiple times and then is thanked, you know, for the drink that that he gave her in the beginning um, with the final blow, which is the cup that she was drinking out of shatters. And she uses that on his face, which is <laughs> very violent. Yeah, it's uh, much more gruesome than than I had thought. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's it's pretty hard. Well, we saw before in this in Lou House, it went down pretty gruesome the last time, but this is pretty bad. With the lights on, it's it's worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and, uh, uh, it definitely has some some shock value. But to your mm-hmm. point again, to the idea of the the shock value is not just it, it wouldn't be as good of a show if it was just shock value because it was gruesome. You can do a lot of stuff like that, and it's like a just random jump scares or something. It's not. This is, feels more than that because of what we had talked about with the insignia and, and the response of where you know when they're they're going to give it back and they kind of jump and you don't know why. So it has more more value and more weight and more things going on than just the shock value. So I really I really like that. I don't mind that it's mixed in. If it was only that, I think I wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, it's it's enough. There's enough of everything going on. But at this point, felt is upset uh, to say it lightly mm-hmm. uh she charges in you know yelling what have you done and the uh, lady calls out that she's got the divine protection of wind but it doesn't matter she's struck down really easily easily killed and she's down too uh, i hate when my class isn't overpowered <laughs> since it is just, yeah since this is a fantasy um <laughs> theme i always think like oh what what if i go into isekai world like which one would i want to be would i want to be the caster the swordsman the, and i definitely play agility type characters so that it would be really cool so i would have to suddenly be as fast as her but uh yeah like you said it's not not good it, enough in this case it doesn't work out because she was able to figure out where the strike was coming from and meet that and yeah felt is dead <laughs> just just as quickly as the old man died it's at this point that subaru makes his move and he's still trying to punch for power <laughs> he's still trying to wait for his power to kick in so he's going you know with punches and nothing's happening uh he does dodge he could have ran away at this point, but it is his fault that they died. He yeah. feels that. Yeah, he definitely cares uh, about that. And they do uh, add in like why he's a little bit stronger. I don't remember if it's exactly this point, right, that he talks about he lifted weights, even though he kind of just played games in his room. So they kind of yeah, give an he excuse. Had, he, he had free weights in his room. Yeah. Yeah. So he definitely has a has a little bit of athleticism. Yeah, I just think it's funny that every time he starts to fight, he's waiting for his superpowers to kick in. Uh, and it never happens. Uh, he does dodge. He kicks her away, which she kind of actually likes. But it was no, you know, it didn't really matter because her sword had cut him open either way. And oh, there, what is the line? Your entrails have such an interesting shape and color. <laughs> yeah, definitely the sadistic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the licking of the lips. We get that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, there's flashes of of death, and he's dying. He's he can't believe he's dying. And, you know, some way, I think up until this point, he figured this was the real deal and before was the dream. But now, after this, he wakes up back again at that Appa shop. The whole thing starts playing again. And uh, it's it's got to be something repeating. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really I, I really like how they ended. Um 
because there's so many questions left, right? Like I, I wrote well, down yeah. some of them. Like I have uh, my key questions if this was happening would be like, okay, how do saves work? Do I have to die to do it? Like that's <laughs> you're right. Do I have unlimited lives? Like how was he even going to find this out? We can't see stats or anything. No, um, if no, we saw him asking where his stats were. He doesn't have any of that. Yeah, and I want to save scum, right? So like, how am I going to abuse this mechanic? So I, I like doing right. things like that. So I think, okay, well, I would, <laughs> I wrote that I would have to buy some sort of cyanide pill that would put me to sleep so it wouldn't hurt. That way I could reset when I want, but then you still have the issue of like, you don't know how many times you can do it. But yeah. I, I, I don't want to get stabbed a bunch, but definitely like cyanide pill, save scum, get all the information. Uh I don't know. That's, that's yeah, but interesting. is it just a nine lives thing or like, uh, you know, yeah. who knows? Is it like a certain amount and then he's done like Mario? <laughs> you <laughs> know, he has three lives and that's it. That's true. You, I would, we I, don't know. I wouldn't want to risk it. Right. But at this point, he faints right after he wakes up. Uh, the guy wakes him up. The guy there at the opera shop uh, wakes him up, you know, throwing the old throwing the water in the face. But that's when he sees the girl. Uh, from before Satella, he runs after her, apologizing for letting everything happen. He yells, you know, he calls out to her and says the name Satella. And that's when she turns around. She's very angry, saying, what's wrong with you? Why would you call me by the name of the Witch of Envy? And that's how it ends. Yeah, that was a little confusing to me. I, I didn't really have much to go on there. So I just like, obviously, that's not a good situation. He, he's No, because restart. everyone else is looking at them like, what is this? Why is he yelling number one at this girl who's, I guess she's insecure because she's a half elf already. Mm -hmm. So there's always already that. But I, I feel like that's not a big deal because it was a fantasy world where you saw all different kinds of demi humans and stuff, right? Yeah, I don't get what the deal is. My first thought for the half-elf thing is maybe they're just not supposed to cross mate, so it's just racism. Um, hmm. Not So it's it's also kind yeah. of weird, like you said, to have it. Although they did kind of set the context for this being possible because they have a demi-human-only bar. Mm -hmm. So she would kind of be both. She would be a half-demi-human, maybe, uh, if, the, if the context is right, because she's part elf, part not. So maybe right. she doesn't fit in anywhere because of that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Anyway, but it's just a really weird moment because the one person he thinks he can count on is suddenly angry and doesn't even say, you know, doesn't even acknowledge that her that's her name. And we kind of already figured that there was something up with the name, but mm -hmm. the fact that it's a, what, a villain of the name of villain, you're thinking, okay, hold on. Why did she say it? Because she obviously doesn't remember that happening. That was the first time around, right? Yeah, and I don't get it was, and I don't understand why she would have said that. Like, what does she gain from telling from, him that name the first time around when she did kind of like him? Well, I it could be just be what you said, where you give someone a random name just so they can't track you back down if something goes wrong. That's true. Maybe she didn't trust him yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that would do it. Or want to show because maybe if she said who she was, he might be interested in her for other reasons yeah i guess if she's known for mm -hmm. more famous we'll, yeah yeah and we'll probably get into that as we find out more about who she is and everything but that is where this episode ends with another shocker just one shocker after another <laughs> and him dying multiple times and still coming back and not knowing what to do or how to process any of it yeah so so far that the pacing is great the, the ending is great i, I i'm really excited for this show yeah, and this was a long episode. I, I, I know that we wanted to get through this. I know that you were saying when you watch it, they split it up into uh, two parts. Yeah. But I watched it as one just because it made sense as one. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it an arc, but just in because it gives you all the information right there. You get enough times to see that uh, he's repeating things and you find out that there's something up with this girl that you don't know who she is. You see enough of what goes down at the loot house the second time you get introduced to the old man and this other person, this Elsa, that's also there for the insignia. So there's a lot more that comes into play, I think, by handling both together. And so I think that's that's the best way to handle this. Um, from now on, we're not going to do 
you know, two episodes combined. We'll just stick with the regular sized episodes. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we'll get more into the story next time and see where this goes. See who this person, this girl actually is. But until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I'm Brian. All right, take care, guys. at all.